Blog Talk Radio. Yeah. difficulty right now we're trying to work out so we can bring Clive in but uh, welcome to um, to to post-election group therapy um, in the dramatic words of cool dude kiss me neck the unimaginable has actually occurred what started out as a sideshow distraction to the US presidential campaign has now turned into a living nightmare for millions in the USA and the world over. Did it really happen? Will Americans have to sit by and watch as eight years of the Obama presidency becomes undone? Well, I would add the rest of the world too. Does the rest of the world have to watch that too? How have Caribbean folk abroad been dealing with the bombshell election results? Where do we go from here? So, yes, I, I think, well, I can speak certainly for myself that I have been in, you know, I, I was immediately traumatized um, by the result. I mean, you know, perhaps I was living in my own epistemic bubble um, uh, with blinders on, but I honestly did not see this result coming. Um, I knew that it was always a possibility, um, but not uh, a real probability and not, uh, certainly not an actuality. Um, I mean, I think when I heard the words, you know, the next president of the United States or the 45th president of the United States will be Donald J. Trump. I, I, I mean, I just, I, I just, I just automatically took to my bed, man. I couldn't even go to work. Um, but anyway, I mean, since then, you know, we've had to try and process as best we can, or start the part, the, the, the start the, 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 you know, the, the, the process of, of dealing with this. Um, and so, um, you know, anyway, before I go, Clive, are you there? Clive, are you there? No, not hearing Clive. Okay, we still have some work to do on trying to get Clive back in studio. Um, it's been, been one, every now and again, we'll have doppies in the, in the virtual studio that somehow, in, you know, you know. So, but um, 
But anyway, we want to try and, 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 and use this time to, you know, as therapy, talk it through, you know, deal with the anguish, the pain, the devastation. I've already started the ball rolling in a way. I've been doing a, a, a series of live videos on my Facebook page, which I call Trumpocalypse. You know, so I'm now up to part four, which I did uh, just this morning. Um, but so anyway, today we're, we're going to have in studio a few Jamaican, Jamaican U.S. citizens um, and others, including Dr. Patrick White, who's already with us um, in studio, Gas de la Pena. Um, after one o'clock, uh, we hope we will be joined by Ambassador Richard Bernal, who is currently the Pro Vice Chancellor of Global Affairs for the University of the West Indies, um, and previously Ambassador of Jamaica to the United States of America and to the OAS. Um, he is an economist by training um, and, certainly, uh, and certainly has been doing his bit to talk some of us down. Um, he was talking at a recent forum by, um, that was conducted by the Vice Chancellor of the University of the West Indies last week on the 9th, um, I think entitled uh, Caribbean, Caribbean Have Your Say on um, Caribbean Have Your Say Today, and it's in relation to the U.S. and U.S. elections. A really, uh, really great forum. Um, the vice chancellor's remarks were particularly resonant. I mean, we'll get into that a bit more, um, and then uh, we'll all be also expect to hear from uh, Shanika Harris, who's a Jamaican American. Um, Sharon Stevenson Manning, who was um, actually worked in the electoral process in Florida, um, and has um, has some some some. We're uh, going to be sharing her insights uh, with us. Hopefully, also we'll have uh, Dr. Natalie Bennett, another Jamaican American um, based in in in, in Chicago. Um, also, Professor Ryan Jarrett, um, sociologist, Jamaican American based in Florida. So we're hoping to have an array of folks, um, you know, to, to help, uh, I suppose, talk us down, talk it through, you know, um, and so we'll see how that goes. Clive, are you hearing? Are you with us? You're hearing? But you can't talk. Okay, we're still working on poor Clive. Um, I don't know what, what, what um, you know, what, what we're going to have to do. Um, Clive, maybe you might need to use your, your, your cell phone. Um, I don't know, um, but anyway, I will I will continue, um, folks. Um, let me let me see if I can bring in Patrick White at this point. Um, let me see, Patrick, are you there, Patrick? Hi, Hello? yes, I am here. Can Hi, you hear Patrick. Me? All right, okay, good. Thank you very much, Dr. Patrick White, for joining us. Um, you are certainly one of the keenest and smartest observers of the political process I know. Um, um, for those who don't know, Pat is um, Pat is 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 is, um, is based in Texas, but you know he commutes to his 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 winter, spring, and summer condo in Chicago from time to time. Um, uh oh. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, one of the things I wanted to ask you to do for us, Pat. Is to kind of give us, you know, kind of give us a kind of overview of the landscape. You know, what happened. You know, what do they elect? What were the electoral results? You know, in terms of voting turnout, um, voting cohort, and so on. So, I'm going to turn it over to you for a couple of minutes. Okay, thanks, Alir. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, from what I've seen of the uh, post-election analyses, yes. it seems to me we we know that um, the white population of of voters in the U.S. is about seventy percent, and the uh, Latino population and the uh, African American population is the remaining thirty. Yes. Um, Donald Trump was able to win by basically winning the, uh, a huge majority. Mm-hmm. Of the um, working class white vote, yeah, these are the voters, both men and women. In fact, mm-hmm. he won fifty-three percent of white women, yes, um, and a even higher margin among um, white men. And mm-hmm. the uh, it was basically men without or, and women without college degrees. Mm-hmm. Hillary yes. took up the the mantle, and uh, she won most whites with uh, college degrees. Yes. Uh, but as you could could expect, um, most people don't have college degrees, so that's right. a small percentage to mm-hmm. start with. So that wouldn't bring take you over the top. Yes. Uh, the thing I found um, in, interesting about all of this, though, is that um, is that the uh, the turnout of um, African Americans and Latinos um, were also down relative oh, okay. to. What Barack Obama How would you received. explain that part from where you sit? I mean, particularly in Texas. Um, that is that is pretty hard for me to to understand. Okay. But I think a lot of people, in fact, from the the Facebook posts that I saw, mm-hmm. a lot of people were basically saying that uh, Bill Clinton, you know, started up with this on um, criminals in the United States. Yes. And uh, Hillary referred to some black men as yes. uh, super predators. Mm-hmm. And I think that turned a lot of people off. And um, mm-hmm. they weren't really looking at the big picture, that under Donald Trump now, the situation mm-hmm. is not going to change. In fact, I was even surprised that, yes. you know, Colin Kaepernick, who's been running this... Oh, my um, God. Oh, please. Can the... I get... Stop one there. I need to get my bath back. Okay, now I have it. Go ahead, Pat. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, he's been, you know, leading the charge. Mm-hmm. Um for the Black Lives Matter movement, mm-hmm. and he chose not to vote. Yes. So I don't know what he was thinking, but I suspect yes. that um, that went through a, a lot of people. And yes. the upshot is that the uh, African-American turnout was not as high as it, it should have been. Right. And the same thing happened with um, with, with, with the Latino turnout, yes. even though you know Clinton definitely won those voters overwhelmingly. Yes. She didn't win enough of them to compensate for the massive turnout right. of white male votes. Right. Um, there was one article I saw regarding the white male vote that I think is actually worth reading. It was uh-huh. circulated to me by a friend, one of my Facebook friends, who was uh, formerly a physician in Jamaica. He lives in Canada these days, uh, Dr. Richard Deere. Yes. And uh, it basically is a Harvard Re- Business Review um, of the election of the white support for Trump, mm-hmm. and uh, the the conclusion of this thing was that, and I, and I, you know, this kind of struck me pretty hard because I was thinking about some of the counties in Michigan that went for mm-hmm. Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. A lot of those same counties went dramatically for Barack Obama yes. in the previous election. Yeah. So they yes. flipped, yes. and and the reason they flipped is that if you think about working class whites. And these are people who make anywhere from about sixty thousand dollars to maybe seventy-five or so. 
thousand dollars a year. They consider themselves working class, Pat. Yeah, that's in that the, bracket. That's the the working class. Well, you see, when you and I think about working class, we're thinking about poor people. Yeah. But <laughs> the uh, if you if or you if think not about poor, it, but certainly that, you know sub seventy five thousand. Yes, sub twenty five thousand. If you yeah. think, well, those are are actually poor. Right. If you think about that group of people, right. They see all the programs going out from Head Start to Medicaid to yes. Obamacare, blah blah blah. They're yes. all aimed at that, you know, sub fifty thousand dollar family of four. You right. know, which, right. which does include them. Right. So these are the people who when I came to the United States in in the sixties, mm-hmm. um, these were the people who with a high school education they could go out and go get a job. Exactly. Or somebody and make you know twenty five dollars an hour plus. I mean, they 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 could back in those days they're making forty fifty thousand a year, which is actually more than a starting university graduate. Yes. So yes. all yes. of a sudden now, um, the car manufacturing has gone into the south, gone elsewhere, and these people. Um, see, well, the only thing that they have available to them is a McDonald's-type job. Yes. You know, at, at $9 an hour. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they were thinking to themselves, according to the Harvard Business Review article, that even if you raise the minimum wage to $15 an hour, that's nothing compared to what I used to make, you know, making cars in, right. in Detroit. Exactly. So exactly. The, uh, the, the Democrats essentially were not offering them anything. Mm-hmm. And I've never offered them anything. And the same thing is true. But is that Republic. true, though, Pat? Because I mean, it was the Democrats that rescued the car industry, essentially. And um, in that's, why, that's why no? Obama got the uh, the big the big the big vote from these counties. They rewarded him for rescuing the car industry and threw mm-hmm. up Mitt Romney, who said he wouldn't um, finance the bailout for GM. Right, right, so right. You're absolutely right. That's how he managed to win. Right. But at the end of the day, uh, Hillary was not offering these guys anything. Okay. Uh, okay. According to to the the, the article, so okay. it, it stands to reason that they wouldn't have voted for her, whereas Trump was was mm-hmm. telling them that, well, you know, I'm going to stop free trade because we're getting screwed on trade. I'm going yes. to stop um, immigrants from coming in and undercutting you in wages. So these are things that impacted these these. Uh, uh, white voters from mm-hmm. the, um, you know, these working class yes. white voters in, in Michigan, particularly, and in Ohio. Mm-hmm. So that's just what the um, Harvard Business Review was offering as why she lost in those areas. Okay. All right. Hold, hold a second there, Pat. I just want to say that um, I want to welcome in studio, I will get to her, Sharon Stevenson Manning, um, also Gas. Um, I'm going to take a short break now so as to see if we can fix this problem so we can bring Clive back in. So give us a few minutes and we'll be right back.
Hello? Hello? Not hearing you. Um. Hang on, hang on. Clive, can you hear me? Clive, can you hear me? Hello? 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 Clive, are you in studio? No? Okay. Okay. Hello, everybody. Can you hear me? Yeah, I'm really sorry about all of this, all of this um, problems. We're still not able to get back, Clive. Um, but at this point, I want to bring in, bring back in, um, bring in, 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 I think, Sharon. Sharon, Sharon Smith, are you there? I am here, Hilaire. All right. Uh, good. Great. All right. Well, I know you, you, you have, you have, you have rightly demanded some therapy. So we're trying to provide it. Talk to us, Sharon. Talk us, tell us what you've been going through. 
Well, first I want to share that um, I reluctantly uh, decided to mobilize considering I went and got Sorry. off the boat. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you're breaking up a little bit, so just say that slowly again. Go ahead. So, I was not on the bandwagon considering from the very beginning. I was a yes. Bernie fan. Yes, I know you would be. I converted to Hillary once the primaries were over. Yes. Because it, any Democrat is better than a Republican, but right. it's better than Donald Trump. Yes. Who, who really, let's, let's call a spade a spade, is a yes. super predator, a yes. sex predator, uh-huh. who is now supposedly to take the at the head of the most powerful nation in the world. Yes. You guys hearing me now? Uh, yes, we're hearing you. Sorry, one second. Clive, you're back? <laughs> I'm back, I'm back, I'm finally, back. I'm in the finally, finally, finally. Hello. But we'll, All right. Hello, we'll here. Yes, Sharon, Sharon, yes. Stevenson Manning, are you there? Yes, I've been here. I've All been right, saying sorry. hello. Okay, good. We're, good, we're great. We've been having a few now. technical difficulties. I'm going to come okay. to you right after we finish with Sharon Smith um, and Garth Delapan. We're going to come straight to you, Sharon Stevenson Manning. Okay, Sharon Smith, do complete your thought. Yeah, so, so let, let it sink in that this is who has been elected to the head of the most powerful country in the world. There yes. is no place that anyone can hide. Yes. Running Canada will not help. Uh-huh. Going <laughs> running yes. back to the Caribbean will not help. Yes. Because the United we are a global economy and everything that happens right. in the United States affects everyone regardless of where you are. Yes, 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 yes. On that note, on that note, let me just quickly, I, 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 want, I will come back to you, Sean, but let me just quickly bring in Garth Delapena, who's also been on hold for a while. Garth, in a minute or less, give me your opening, your opening remarks before we go to Sean Manning, who was part of the electoral process. Go ahead, go ahead, um, Garth. I, I, I want to say, Hilary, that I'm, I'm really extremely saddened that um, yes. the, the psyche of, of the American people of this nation isn't mature enough to have contested this election on the philosophical basis that it that it that it really signifies. Yes. Um, that's yes. what this election was all about, and yes. that point was missed entirely by the electorate. Yes. I, I'm one of those yes. people who does subscribe as a believer in a democracy. I do uh-huh. subscribe to the concept of the wisdom of the collective. Uh-huh. But I, I think in this case it is it is really really off the mark yes. in a historical proportion and um and we are in a situation that is extremely dire and it, yes. it really bothers me that um, so many people are not able to recognize that and um and and think these matters trivial and that they will just sort themselves out um, and and that that's my take on the overall um, yes. You know, not the integrity of the election, but the, the overall concept of what this election has okay. stood for. Thank you, Garth. Sharon right, right, Stevenson right. Manning, my good, good friend of more than 35 years. Sharon yes, played a very key good role. Good morning. Good morning, Sharon. She played a very, very key role. 
um, as a as a technical advisor in in elections in in in, in Dade County. I, I I think I got that right. Yes. Um, yes. And, and if I might do a small, you know, I can't help but tell the world that Sharon is also the mother of my beloved goddaughter, Sha, um, Shanique. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, 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 who is all of, I can't believe it, 28. Oh, my God. Anyway, enough of my nostalgia. Sharon, tell us <laughs> from your perspective, what did you see on the ground? Because you've been on the ground since about June of this year. So share with us you know, your insights to the extent that you can. Actually, I've been on the ground since um, last November when we oh, had the first November. primary. Okay. Okay. From last November, and okay. I also worked in for the primary election that we had in March. I worked that as okay. well, okay. and then I worked the August primary election, mm-hmm. and then finally the presidential election. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Excuse me. On the ground, because of course, you know. Um, well, just I was, you go on. Can you just explain to our listeners what your role was? Okay, my role was um, teaching. Educating, and um, what happened is that the 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 for the entire day county. Okay, okay. We had approximately seven thousand poll workers to train each for each election. So that was, and there are um, about thirty-five of us as trainers that would train. Mm. So um, we went out into the field and we trained, like all the poll workers as well as the government employees Mm -hmm. um, in terms of the process, not just at the polling precinct, Mm -hmm. but um, after the elections, Mm -hmm. you know. So we um, educated them in terms of um, technically how to handle the voters, what to say, what not to say, what expectations are, how to, um, in the event that we recognize um, some form of attempted, um, if I can put it very delicately, people who try to um, circumvent the system, how to handle that. Yes. Um, and then... Um, how were they trying to circumvent the system? I'm, I'm curious, I mean, just to see, you know, what sort of things happen. Well, Hilary, you had... Okay, you know, you know that you, you're going to have people who are going to try to vote more than once. Okay. Yes. Mm. Um, okay. For example, you would have a voter who would request a ballot by mail, mm-hmm. and then say they got the ballot in the mail, mm-hmm. but they would try try to vote in person as well. Yes. So we have you're right. So there were there are check marks in in place. They put you know systems in place mm-hmm. so that it, because the system was live, so that mm-hmm. we would catch situations and circumstances like that, and basically how to handle it. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. Um, that's that's just I'm, one I'm example. I'm trying to understand uh, something really quickly, Sean. Could you just tell us if, if um, a part of the election process was digitized? Was it electronic as well? I think certainly myself and I'm guessing a few other persons are under the impression that a part of it was electronic. Is that the case? The majority, yes, absolutely. When you go in, okay, putting it simply, the voter goes in, um, and now for Dade County, we have a, um, a check-in desk, and we have a computer right. there. 
and this is not online, so it could not be hacked, more or less, say, from, okay. um, right, so it's it's computerized, but um, they have those check marks in place, yeah. all right? So you come in and um, you check in, mm-hmm. um, right. present your driver's license, or there are only eight uh, only 12 forms of IDs that they would accept right. in the event that the voter does not have an ID because we do not turn anyone away. We give everyone a, an opportunity to vote or give them the benefit of the doubt right. where they will get a provisional ballot if right. say, we we cannot um, establish their eligibility. Right. Then we give them a provisional ballot. So th- that is um, electronic, okay? Mm. So okay. they go in, they, they vote once you check in online, so okay. all 700 precincts and head office, they right. can tell where you checked in, who checked you in, the time you checked in, so they have all the information there, mm. all right? Yeah. Then you go, you get your ballot, and then once you cast your ballot into that electronic machine, um, mm-hmm. it starts recording what we call the public count. Yeah. Um, simply put, the amount of um, the numbers should tally. So the amount mm-hmm. of voters that you check in and the total number of ballots that are cast should be the same. Yes. Okay. So if we checked in 100 people, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, we our public count for the amount of ballots cast, yes. and I'm not talking yeah. page one, two, or three, you know, should be a hundred. Right. And then at the end yeah. of, and then once the polls close at the mm-hmm. end of the day, now there's a, a method. It's um, the old time way where they plug in using the old time telephone. They really? plug Yes. Mm-hmm. They plug it into the wall, um, the telephone jack, plug mm-hmm. it into the machine, and then that's how they the um, results are transmitted to the right. precinct, right. to the um, ah. to the head office. Okay. So, so it's, not, a, it's not an online system. Uh, sorry? Uh, Sean, we're, we're soon about to go to a break. So I want to just ask you very, very quickly. Um, I mean, and this is perhaps more of a political question. Um, I mean, as you know, the president-elect had, on, on more than one occasion, accused the system, entire system of being rigged. Um, in your experience, did you, I mean, did you see any evidence of of a, of, a, of a rigged system. I mean, and, and I'm bearing in mind, of course, that each state has its own system. So it's kind of impossible to really speak about a rigged system since there are a multiplicity. But did you see any evidence of any rigging? Hilaire, based on the system that I observed and I right. know and I'm knowledgeable of, and there's still a lot that I do not know, right. I would say it is totally impossible. For it to be rigged yes. in the yes. county, because the system is so um, is so. What happens is that you, there are so many checks and balances that have been put in place, right. and the people who are working um, in elections, for example, mm-hmm. myself, they are mm-hmm. so aware and so well credentialed right. that they are not going to um, risk it. Right. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, from my my opinion, my personal opinion, mm-hmm. is that anyone who is going to try that is someone who is, as um, your president, as the president elect says, um, the uneducated that he loves so much. He loves so much. <laughs> they, you know. So, but, but from my op- my personal opinion, and um, from and I've basically gone through mo- almost the whole process. Yes. I would say 
unequivocally no. Okay. All um, right. Hilaire, can I say something before yes, we go, go to ahead, break? Yes, go ahead, Pat. Go ahead, Pat. Sure. Yeah, um, yes. I think Sharon is right. The system is cannot be rigged on the on a voter fraud level, but right. it's still rigged structurally. Yes. I mean, that's, that's the issue we have uh, right now. In For terms instance, of voter yeah. the Electoral College, if you think about it, mm-hmm. favors okay. small rural states with very little population. Yes. You know, because mm-hmm. in, in the Electoral College system, mm-hmm. you can win a state by one vote. Yes. And that counts the same as winning another state by 10 million votes. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yes. It's a fundamental problem in the, yes. <clears throat> in the Electoral College system. Yes. It, it was designed. Right. I'm sorry. Uh, do I have to stop now? Or no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish your point. Well, yeah. Just finish that. Yeah, finish the, that the point I was try, try, trying to finish um, is yes. is that the electoral system was de- designed primarily during the s- slavery times because yes. uh, remember at that, at that time you have a state like say South Carolina. It's got very very few whites, but a lot of slaves. Yes. Now if yeah. the president was go- going to be elected by popular vote. Mm-hmm. South Carolina, North Carolina, and the rest of the slave states would never have enough votes to compete with New York mm-hmm. and Massachusetts and, you know, the other states in the, among the 13 colonies that didn't have slavery. Yes. So yeah. the, the solution was to allocate electors, just as you do con- congressional districts, based upon the number of whites plus three-fifths of the number of slaves That's in the area. That's right. That's right. So then when South Carolina votes for, <clears throat> you know, their whites vote uh, for somebody, then they can award all electoral votes in that state, and they would have, you know, a, a lot compared to New York to compete with, with New York. Yes. So in, in, in my opinion, we, we've continued this artifice that yes. was, you know, developed, you know, to, for slavery. To give mm-hmm. uh, plantation owners power, political correct. power, and we're maintaining it today. Correct, correct, wow. correct. All right, Pat. Yes, uh, sir. Thanks so much. We're going to go to a break, and then right after that, um, I want to, um, you know, come back to our panel. We want to indi- indicate to folks that we're inviting calls today. This is a call. This is a day when we want to hear from folks, not just in the chat room, but on the phone. Um, just reminding that we will be having, we expect to be having Ambassador Richard Bernal after the one o'clock. Uh, well, maybe within the next fifteen or fifteen minutes or so. But for now, we're going to a quick break. Clive. All right, cool. Stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. Clive, the cool dude, Forrester is now back in studio. Sorry for the technical delays earlier. Um, but we're going to our uh, quick break right now. The Seriously by This American Life. Check it out. This one was sent to us by one of our faithful listeners, Gaspar Pena. Stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show, folks. All right, here we go. Let's start with hope. I threw it in the middle like a skipping stone. A ripple's one son of a gun. Some would not have thought so. But I stand here, commander in chief. And I take that seriously. But along the way, a rogue ripple turned tidal wave. 
reaction to what I tried to do A rebirth of a nation's hatred Red, white, and blue Is black in there too Seriously One man Rewriting the book on bad behavior Maybe cheats the neighbors Feels he gets what they pay for weekend Pat him on the back and send him on through No man's ignorance will ever be his virtue Is this the best we can be? Seriously Let's talk of fear And why I don't bring it in here It's a dangerous word Spooks to herd And we all bleed in the stampede Fear makes a false friend indeed And I take it seriously Oh, hear me now For the truth gets drowned out By a demigod a demigod flexes, he's history repeating. Angry, am I angry? You ask, am I angry? And I had a loss for. After all we've done Every battle hard won Every hair gone gray In the name of this place In a history place With incredible mistakes Did I pledge my allegiance To these united divided First of all, you know, congratulations, both of you guys were... We're not um, there yet. <laughs> well, 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 you're further than anybody said you would be. And I, I have enough uh, uh, class, and I was raised well enough to say, uh, when you outdo... Yes, sir, thank you. When you outdo expectations, you know, good for you. But there's another side to this. People have talked about a miracle. Uh, I'm hearing about a nightmare. Uh, it's hard to be a parent tonight for a lot of us. Uh, you tell your kids, don't be a bully. You tell your kids, don't be a bigot. You tell your kids, do your homework and be prepared. And then you have this outcome, and you have people putting children to bed tonight, and they, they're afraid of breakfast. They're afraid of how do I explain this to my children. I have Muslim friends who are texting me tonight saying, should I leave the country? I have uh, families of immigrants that are terrified tonight. This was many things. I, 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 this was a rebellion against the elites. True, it was a complete reinvention of, of, of politics and polls, it's true. But it was also something else. We've talked about race. I mean, we've talked about everything but race tonight. We've talked about income. We've talked about class. We've talked about region. We haven't talked about race. This was a white lash. This was a white lash against a changing country. It was a white lash against a black president 
in part. And that's the part where the pain comes. And Donald Trump has a responsibility tonight to come out and reassure people that he is going to be the president of all the people who he insulted and offended and, and, and brushed aside. Yeah, when you say you, know, you want to take your country back, you got a lot of people who feel that we're not represented well either. But we don't want to feel that someone has been elected by throwing away some of us to appeal more deeply to others. So this is a, a deeply painful moment tonight. I know it's not just about race. There's more going on than that. But race is here, too. We got to talk about it. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to the Yard of Skeptics Radio Show. My name is Clive the Cool Dude Forrester. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Hilliard of Prime Readers Global. Just know you are listening to an emotional Van Jones as yes. he did, I guess, I guess you could call it, how do I explain to my children's speech? Yes, 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 yes. yes, um, yes. You know, after the election results last week, and we've been having quite an interesting discussion live in, in, in studio, as well as on the chat room. So for, for, for folks who are in the chat room, please get ready to call in. Quite uh, the interesting uh, I think dialogue. We have Natalie on online now. Well. I think we have Natalie now online, Clive. So let's check and see if she's here. All right, so let me bring back our other guests, Patrick, uh, Sharon, Garth, Sharon, Stephen, Manning. And Natalie, are you there? Natalie, Natalie, are you hearing us? Natalie, hello? Natalie, Natalie are you there? No, all right, okay. so, so we'll, okay. we'll just continue. Um, so right before the break, Patrick was telling I'm us here. about I'm the here. electoral You're college. here. Okay, Sharon, Natalie, you hearing Stephen, us? Oh, Sharon is here. Sharon okay. Manning, yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. okay. Okay, Sean Steve running. All right, cool. So right before the break, uh, Patrick was telling us about the Electoral College. And yeah. I'm guessing that has been one of the terms which has been most Googled since the election last week, right? Um, I'm, I'm hearing, based on what Patrick is saying, that it seems to be an antiquated system that should be done away with. Yes. Is that how or other guests feel? Sean Smith, how do you feel about the Electoral College? You were giving some discussion in the chat room just now about the possibility of um, a, a state reversing the, 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 their decision and, you know, actually awarding a win to, to, to Clinton. Do you think the Electoral College is going to do that? Do you think the Electoral College is an antiquated system? Any thoughts on that? from our other guests, Sharon Smith and Sharon Stevens-Manning. Okay, so this is Sharon Smith. And, yes. Okay. Uh, because I am wounded, because I am in the stage of grief called denial, I believe strongly that on December 19th, they must do that. They must do that for the sake of the entire world. And they must do it because having Trump... Anything happened to Trump with Pence is actually a worse outcome. And yes. Anything Can you hear me? Sean Manning here. Yes. Right now okay. as we speak, we're doing a recount. Mm-hmm. We're recounting what? thirty seven thousand ballots right now in, in uh Miami. Yes. But that is just okay. because it, because that that particular race was so close and there was a challenge to it. But um, Hillary never she never challenged anything. She just conceded. So um, I I I'm not quite sure whether or not she would have to be the person who would have to request a, a recount. 
But um, right now, um, we're waiting to see if, because the numbers did not tally, the so we're saying okay now it's man versus machine so the machine numbers did not tally so we manually um for the past three days we're recounting ballots and now we um set them aside they are now recounting today and now we're on standby if it still does not tally we're going to be calling tomorrow to start to that all over again manually Wow. Oh when is the, when this election is going to finish, man? Oh my well, God. Before you go, before you go, I think we now have Shanika <laughs> Harris online. So I would really love to bring her in. Um, Shanika, are you there? Yes, I am, Hillary. Please. I know you voted um, somewhat reluctantly for Hillary. You're a Bernie girl. Um, <laughs> uh, but one of the things that um, but certainly you've shared with me um is your own concern about the aftermath of the election um, because you're based in New Jersey and where you are in New Jersey is Republican country. And, I mean, something we, we need to really talk about is the, 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 the palpable rise of, of, of racist and, 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 and basically hate attacks. Um, how are you dealing with all of that, Shanika? Anything to share with us? Um, well, I have, um, like I shared with you, I took the Bernie sticker off my car. Right. Um, just, oh, no. just, you know, out of concern for my own safety. Yes. This area has always been not diverse as far as race or demographic or anything like that, but yes. as far as tolerance, we haven't had many issues of, you know, intolerance or mm-hmm. racism, you know, blatant racism I've experienced, right. that, but mm-hmm. not very often. Right. But um, so we felt kind of insulated from the the incidents that were going on mm-hmm. around the country, with, like you said, the rise in hate crimes mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But right. just out of for my own safety, mm-hmm. I took it off because yeah. I read a, a story about someone who got into an incident because of her Bernie sticker. Wow! Um, but yes, someone grabbed her crotch. Um, in the parking lot of Walmart and said, how do you like that now, you liberal cunt, or whatever. Um, Yes, so um, I took it off. But I haven't experienced anything yet. I haven't noticed anything yet, but Mm -hmm. I'm sure it's not far behind. Okay. Garth Delapena, how things in South Florida? I mean, are you seeing any signs of this white lash that Van Jones was talking about so eloquently? Well, so Florida itself is a very diverse and uh, um, uh, cosmopolitan place. It, it, yes. it differs from from most of the rest of Florida in that way. Yes. Um, uh, and so we we are used to living with each other. You know the 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 diverse nature of this community. Mm-hmm. And um, okay. it also is a predominantly um, democratic area. It's it's the oh, predominantly okay. democratic area mm. in 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 the state. Almost yeah. an actual, you know, it's it, yeah. it's an anomaly in 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 this third largest state in the country. Right. Um, mm. But and this is the most densely populated area in in the state. Right. And um and it's it's almost entirely democratic in mm-hmm. um in in how it pans out. Um, yes. But there have been spontaneous demonstrations against the um the election of this person all across mm-hmm. the country and so Florida is not um accepted from that. We've had our own mm-hmm. um <clears throat> marches 
from across from Miami Beach to the downtown Miami area, as yeah. have um, places like New York and um, and yeah. uh, Los Angeles and and other areas like that. Um, mm-hmm. And right, and it right. continues. It um it, uh, it you know it, the 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 way that the the present elect reflects on it is is um I uh, abhorrent to me. Um, yes. The uh. But he sees these spontaneous things um, coming up all over the place, and mm-hmm. and regards them as um, as professional uh, anarchy uh, makers, and um, uh, you, you know um, writes about them in in very dissenting ways, um, rather than and mm-hmm. listen to what some of humanity is saying and and reflect on that to say uh, about himself. You know, how can I? bring some healing to this. But that is not his mission. And it won't right. be throughout right. any portion of, of, of his um and, right. and we've we've seen that clearly. You know, this right. is not something that we have to discuss or, 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 or debate about. These are things that he has shown us very clearly throughout very clear, the, yes. the the eighteen months of, of, of his campaigning. And right. um right. uh you know it's it's up to us to do something about it. So Right. Right. There we are. No. Okay, no uh, going back to Pat, I mean, same sort of question. I mean, what's the scene like in, in, in Texas? I mean, I know Texas is a huge state. Um, you're not too far, I think, from, from Dallas. I mean, what's, 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 what's your sense of, of what's going on in the ground in terms of this white lash? Well, Texas has always been a, a, a very conservative state. I mean, mm-hmm. Uh, when the Democrats were in charge, it was run by, you know, the Dixiecrats, mm-hmm. and basically, uh, like in the rest of the um, the Confederate South, Texas became Republican right after Lyndon Johnson um, declared the, you know, passed the Voting Rights Act. So, um, you know, that Texas is is essentially um, in the bag for the conservatives. Um, so I really haven't seen, you know, in my um, reading of the, you know, Dallas Morning News or the Houston Chronicle, I haven't really seen anything unusual uh, okay. happen so far. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Folks, I can now say we're now being joined by, we're going to be joined by Rian Jarrett, Professor Rian Jarrett. Um, she is a professor of sociology um, in uh, Florida Institute. For... Rian, I'm getting it wrong. Rian, you there? <laughs> yes, I'm here. Hi, everybody. Thank yes, you for having me. Yeah, man. Rian is another American. Um, and, in fact, she is, she is going to share with us a kind of, you know, give us a kind of historical look at race and ethnic relations in the U.S. Um, you know, as part of the a backdrop to what we're talking about now, Rain, um, the, your, your, yes. the floor is all yours. Thank you, thank you so much. Again, thanks for having me. Hi, Clive. Sure. I feel like Hi, you know, in in Florida, uh, I can speak for my friends, my colleagues, people yes. that I've interacted with on social media. It's uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. You know, I think. People are a little in shock still, but there is a sense of discomfort. I think race is on the forefront of everybody's minds. People are fearful and unsure. They're shocked. They're deeply yes. concerned. There was a rally, an anti-Trump rally here in Miami over the weekend. But, but, but what I want to kind of add to the show is, um, and I really appreciate everybody's 
perspective. It's been yes. really informative. Is that it's no secret, right? And I mentioned this last time that the U.S. was built on immigration. That we are a nation of immigrants. But not exactly, in Iran. I think not exactly, not exactly, not exactly. No, I think so, Hillary, because if you look at our history, no, but Hillary, no, but Rain, Rain, they built it primarily on they built it primarily on the backs of cargo, human cargo, not and forced immigration. As, as labor. Right, sure. but forced. But immigration immigra- nonetheless. Yes, but immigration suggests a kind of volitional movement of people. And that was not what the U.S. built it on at all. Okay? Well, here's, here's what, let me, let me correct myself then. Yes. We've, we've had waves of immigration, forced and otherwise, right? Yes. But immigration is not a nuanced concept. It's been happening, mm-hmm. if we look at our history, throughout time. Right? Right. And I think immigration is important when we're looking right. at the bigger picture of race and ethnic relations right. because the sentiment that, that Trump projects of us and them right. bringing back America is really founded in this history of immigration. No, well, right? I, disagree right. with you. I would disagree with you again. Sorry to disagree, but I mean, I have to share with you what, um, you know, what share with you, Professor Hilary Beckles. Um, um, his 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 hypothesis. What he's saying, mm-hmm. I mean, is that we are now in the third phase of mm-hmm. plantation America. And what he's saying is that the first phase was the construction of economies based on racial slavery, native genocide, the right yes. the rise of white global supremacy as economic as an economic construct, and then the second phase dialectically, the challenge to that and the rise of civil rights, independence, and emancipation, and now basically the pendulum is swinging back, you know? Absolutely. So no, but I agree. Okay. I agree. I think All we're right. saying the same thing, and I no, want to not. speak a little anyway, bit more. Go on, go on, go on. Mr. Sarfi, interrupt you. Go on, I, go on, go Okay. On. Uh, I wanted to speak more on that first wave, right? Yes, Racial please. immigration, because uh-huh. it, it, in, it informs our mm-hmm. current social context and our social mm-hmm. atmosphere, right? Mm-hmm. So what I was saying is what, what's less talked about when we think about this racial forced immigration of slavery and all of that is that mm-hmm. when the establishment of the reservations, which the professor mentioned, right, with the establishment of reservations for American Indians, it was right. seen kind of like this method of compensation, right? We've taken mm-hmm. away your land, and so we're going to give it back to you. And while mm-hmm. it was certainly that, right, it was a way of keeping people of a certain group confined, right? Exile yes. them to certain pockets of land in the United States where you have right. to just stay here, right? right? That became a really important moment in our history that really epitomized this social and racial division of mm-hmm. us and them. And there are many yes. moments in history that illustrate this. That was one. Slavery was another, right? But that's and the case so for the entire America. That's, that, that's the story of the Americas. Exactly. And so today, right, Mm -hmm. what we're experiencing is not unique, Mm -hmm. is my point. It's not unique. It's what this country has experienced throughout history, right? Okay. I think what we need to... Go ahead. No, finish your point, Rin. Finish your point, and then we'll go to Natalie Bennett. But finish your point. Okay. I think all of that, right, all those moments birthed, as the professor mentioned in his article, the concept of whiteness. Right. right? Oh, and, and not whiteness, but white supremacy. White supremacy. But go ahead. Well, white supremacy developed after. First, it had mm-hmm. to be birthed. The concept okay. of whiteness had to be birthed. And the concept yeah. of whiteness was attached to citizenship. Right? right because but wasn't it contradistinctive, though? Wasn't that kind of contradistinctive 
um, description. In other words, I am white as opposed to black or anything else, as opposed to simply. Exactly. In other words, yes, okay. I am right. white, and therefore I can become an American citizen because right. that's what the 1970 Naturalization Act came, right? Right. I am right. white, so I can become a citizen and enjoy all the privileges of that thereof, right? right. And you are not. And yes. I think we're, we're seeing a, a revisit, you know, a kind of a move back to that mm-hmm. moment in our history. Yes. So I think contextually we need to understand and really critically look at our history, right? Mm-hmm. Because in order for us to move forward, everybody's asking, where do we go from here? We have to mm-hmm. understand where we're coming from, okay. right? And I don't think history is presented this way in our history books. I don't think the average Joe on the mm-hmm. street kind of thinks about history this way. We have a very... Racially tension filled history, right? So it's not, again, my point is it's not unique. What we're experiencing today is not unique. It's the America that has always existed, is my point. But on that point, um, I'm happy to say, I'm happy to announce that we we now have Dr. Natalie Bennett, um, one of my my favorite, favorite feminist and academics ever, um, who is joining us. She also is Jamaican. Um, you know, Jamaican, Jamaican slash U.S. citizen, and she now joins us to share her perspectives on on on, on Trumpocalypse. You know, one of the things that I'm using before, and I'm bringing Natalie. Natalie's kicks in, and Natalie tells me that she never she never stay up to watch results. It's late in the morning. She wake up and find out. But anyway, Natalie, welcome to your perspective. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hello. Yes. Hi, well, Natalie. Um, all right. Yes. This is what ha- happened Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening. I left about about four four thirty because I had to pick up my son. Mm-hmm. And the last conversation I had was with one of the janitors in the building. We we mm-hmm. talk politics all the time. Mm-hmm. And so the one my officer says, "So, what do you think is going to happen?" Mm-hmm. And I said, "Trump is going." Sorry, he actually, you're, you're breaking up a little bit, but, but do continue. Yeah, I'm not sure why. Yeah. I said Trump is going to win, and he sure it will be a miracle if the river. Mm. So wow. one of the reasons why I didn't watch the river, I mean, I generally don't, and I was tempted to watch the it's because I didn't want to see what I knew was going to happen actually happen in front of me. I think we have underestimated the level of vitriol and simple disgust for the past eight years of democratic governance. Yes. Um, the right wing has been doing the job really, really well. Yes. And at the moment when Trump became the nominee, my colleagues and I, re- I remember we were having a faculty meeting. We kind of look at each other and say, all right, here we go. Yes. Here we go. Wow. Because you realize that Trump is tapping into something that was not invented yesterday. Correct. It has been here. We have, for, for folks who have been involved in progressive politics, we've been <clears throat> responding to it at a level for years. And the fact that a centrist, um, very much, I mean, the language of establishment, I don't actually agree with because 
Trump is as much establishment as exactly. Hillary is, but exactly. in a different way. Yes. Right. So we have this kind of consolidation of righteous um, white anger. Um, we have people who have voted along party lines and have not changed. Mm-hmm. Their attitude towards Obama was, let's give him a chance. That mm-hmm. was not an indication that they actually valued who he was as That's a person. True. Right? So there was no shift in kind of the race. Mm-hmm. See what would happen. And okay. they no, no, Natalie. In a way, no, I'm not that surprised. It's yes. Yeah, this is the United States. Okay. Natalie, wow. we're going to take a quick break. Um, everybody else in studio, we're coming back to you. We're just trying to get all the voices. So please stay on the line. I think coming up in the next, um, within the next half an hour, we're going to have David. I'm sorry we haven't heard yet back from Ambassador Bernal. Still hoping to have him. Um, but Dr. David Ince is also a student. We'll also hear from him. Okay, Clive, take it away. All right, thank you very much, Hilaire. Um So, folks, in the chat room, this might be your opportunity to call in once you come back from the next break. The call-in number is 619-924-9749. Again, 619-924-9749. If there are Jamaican persons who are listening in, you can call in by dialing 1-844-YARDIS. One eight four four yardies, and that's um, completely toll free. Alternately, simply go to the show page and call in via the Skype interface. After the break, I want our panelists to address the idea that Trump actually had an advantage because of his lack of experience as a politician. He seemed more endearing, more genuine, uh, more certainly more um, you know upfront and more honest than, than Hillary Clinton, who is a trained and seasoned politician. I want to hear some of your thoughts right. on but that. Before we get to that but before we get to that, I want to do a question. Um, oh, we have, we have a question. question. All right, well, don't ask it yet. Don't ask it yet. I want ask to ask it after it. the break. Right. All right, cool. Stand by. Uh, Bantan with Politics Time again. Stay tuned to the Yard Statistics Radio Show. Why my people suffer so bad? Oh, is it that should really be sad? Is it? Is it a misplaced melancholy? Well, well, it's politics time again. Are you gonna vote now? My people. Yeah, yeah, if it's rock 
that you got a lot of others on there. But, um, yeah, I think for me, I always feared, there was this niggling fear that it could happen, but I really never expected it. But I think there's a little bit of wishful thinking. You know, we keep talking uh-huh. about religions having wishful thinking. Yeah. I think we had a little bit of complacency, uh, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty, uh-huh. and thinking that this wasn't going to happen. So we talked about what could happen. We yeah. don't really... Preparing for the yes. worst, in a sense. So it's like Taking we're now thinking about, right? We're now thinking about what could happen in a Trump presidency when we are already yeah. here, in a way. Yeah. Uh, my my worry, apart from all the things like science and climate change and stuff like that that I work in, um, from a from a from that professional perspective, is the fear that I already see. And um, one of the things that you might be aware, my sister uh, lives in New York. Yes. And, um, you know, Van Jones talked about the problem with how are they going to talk to the children at breakfast. And on the day after, my sister actually called me, and uh, she had uh, exactly that. I mean, she had to tell her daughter, like, uh, you know, he's not going to start any wars right away. You can still yeah. control your destiny. Um, one thing she said was, like, her daughter asked her, Mama, will there ever be a girl president? People think girls aren't strong enough to be president. That's a direct quote. And so wow. these things just was a real heartbreak um, for her on that day. Uh, so, I mean, yes, from a Caribbean perspective, uh, um, Barbados, as you said, 50th anniversary, uh, wow. t- tough um, because of the influence of the uh, United States on the Caribbean, Canada here as well. Uh, you know, we talk about all the minority groups that uh, are, are feeling this. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it be black or Mexican, the LGBT movement, uh, again, uh, people are feeling feeling this because, you know, we know in the Caribbean that we tend to follow and know that things go in one direction, things like LGBT could be in some mm-hmm. problems because they will use that as a, as a reason to sort of keep that, um, that oppression there for things in areas that they like to have the oppression. You know, we in the Caribbean, yeah. you know, we're happy to to pick and choose, so we can we we are happy to um to to have uh, uh, the sometimes the the aspects of change that help us, uh, but not right across the board. I just hope that maybe something like this will mean that the marginalized groups will come together. I mean that's like the only <laughs> positive. Uh, it's hard to it's hard to find the positives, but the fear. I mean, fear to me is the important thing because even if Trump goes back on everything he said he would do, the fear is there already, and people are already suffering from the fear itself. Uh, you don't have right. to wait until the action is taken. The fear, uh, you, you know, you talk about the Bible with, when Abraham was going to kill Isaac. You know, people say you know he didn't kill Isaac, <laughs> but the fear, the fear is we gotta bring it back, you know. <laughs> yes. Fear itself is a, oh, my a, a, you know can do a lot of damage. Anyway, that is my uh, my 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 take on yes. it. Um, there's so many things well, to thank, say. Uh, thank you very much, David. Thank you very much, more. David. Um, hopefully, our therapy has been providing some amount of yes, uh, it's very good comfort to you. <laughs> Our group therapy yeah, it, it, this it, it, morning. Yeah. Beric, could you hear some of your thoughts on what took place in the election and the fallout? Since then, quite a few cities have erupted in protests and demonstrations. Uh, yes, what do you think about Seattle. that? Do you think it's too little too late? 
I don't think it's too little too late. Um, I don't think anything is too little too late. But, you know, in terms of taking advantage of the therapy, just to work off what my one of my frustrations is, is I am not one of those people who's shocked by this result at all. I stated quite openly over a year ago that I absolutely believe Trump will win the election. And only not because of, yes, I I held that belief consistently throughout. And the belief wow. came from reading the people. I've been living in the U.S. for 23 years. I'm a West African. I immigrated to Jamaica and then to the U.S. and spent a considerable amount of my, my life in, in the U.K. as well. And paying attention to the people on the ground, particularly in New York, and listening to how people speak in terms of race relations, it became very obvious to me that this rift was, was, was growing and building in the U.S. and that there was a disenfranchised growing group of, of white citizens that were angry yes. and nobody was talking about it. And mm. so for me, in terms of working off some therapy here in your group, yes. I am trying to work through my anger towards the DNC, my yes. anger towards most intelligentsia and the media for completely misinforming and mishandling how they observe their own population, because that is what caused this man to win. He didn't create anything. He saw a lane and he took it. Everybody spent so much time being shocked that he announced his bid for the presidency. Why were we shocked? We spent so much time with our heads up our asses instead of doing anything about it. And he kept getting one pass after the next, after the next. Nobody's snapping out of it. Hold your thought one sec, because one of our guests, Patrick White, has to leave us at quarter two. So I just want to give him a minute. You know, for any All right, I'll pause remarks. my rant. <laughs> put it on pause. Pat, yes. your turn. Patrick, go right ahead. Here. Yes. Pat? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, go well, ahead, no, I'm saying you go ahead. I want to give you some time before you go to, to you know, any concluding remarks. Well, <clears throat> I think, um, you know, because of this, this problem we have with the Electoral College, um, I support all the demonstrations going on mm-hmm. um, to uh, switch to, you know, a popular elected president. Mm-hmm. We've had five. Trump will be the fifth president of the United States who's won um, after losing the popular vote. There's only been been five, and every one of them has turned out to be a very, very, very poor president. You know, Rutherford yeah. B. Hayes mm-hmm. was one, yep. for example. <clears throat> None of them turned out to be. Um, good people. So my suspicion is that um, Trump will end up the same way because yeah, once mm-hmm. you don't really have the support of a majority of the people, it's really hard to do anything um, mm-hmm. in, in the presidency. So yes. um, I think, I think um, we should all band you know, with uh, the rest of the people who are working towards changing the electoral system yeah. to get rid of it. Um, we right. can't, I mean, it would be difficult to do it via constitutional amendment, but what I understand is that a number of states have basically decided that they're going to award all of their electoral votes to the uh, candidate who wins the popular vote. Um, mm. And so far, they've got states representing about 160 electoral votes basically agreeing to do that. Yeah. Um, so yes. we, we, all we need is to get to 270 with this kind right. of a system, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, we'll de facto have, have the thing changed. Yes. Well, l- let me ask you a quick question, Patrick, with the, 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 before yes, you um, split. Um, so let's say inauguration day rolls around in January, 
indeed Donald Trump gets inaugurated, remains the president, are you prepared to to um, accept that for the next four years? Well, I'm going to treat him exactly the same way he treated uh, President Obama. And well, I applaud anybody who would join in doing the same. Yes. You know, what comes around goes mm-hmm. around. You know, it's really a bitch. <laughs> but, All right. <clears throat> an eye for an eye. An eye for an eye. Patrick White, uh, just as how Trump was, you know, the obstructionist, so too will, will Dr. Patrick White play the role yes. of the obstructionist. Thank you very much, Dr. White. I hear that you have to run right now. Thank you for joining me. Thank you very much, morning. Pat. Thank you it was so really much. really good for having you. And now we're going to go to another break. I'm All right, so we're going to go to another quick break right now. We actually have two persons that we're going to bring in. Um, in addition to the full host that we have going here online, we have Joy Holloway Davila, who is also oh my on board, goodness, hey. um, the, the, the other half of the of the um, Free Thinking Island with David Ince. We're going to have both of them on the Yard Skeptics Radio Show right after this next break, as well as Bobby Dardy, who is calling from Southern USA. Bobby Dardy lives in the Bible Belt. Oh my goodness, he's in, he's in the Bible Belt and want to talk to Bobby as well. Stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. This is Obama with Back to Back, the remix from the Saturday Night Live show. Stay tuned to the Yard Skeptics Radio Show. Oh man. Oh man, oh man. Uh, not again. I learned to lead from Mandela. You could never check me. Back to back like my terms in office, they couldn't get me. Back to back like two duelers, it's about to take ten paces. Back to back like Trump's divorces, I said it, now face it, oh. I think she's important because of his riches. So when I look back, I might be mad that I gave this attention. Uh, but it's weighing heavy on my conscience. And now here comes the man straight out of Washington. Uh, I'm convinced that this man is a straight insane. I should have let you the vision hold short debate. Uh, you gon' make me buy bottles for John McCain. You gon' make me go buy you a new toupee. I heard there's a price tag on your back. I'd be more concerned where El Chapo's at. I'm not sure what it was that really made you mad. But you can't diss Mexicans and try to take that back. I mean, whoa. I can't fold my country, man. They know us. I wrote these bars while Michelle gave me a shoulder rub. You'll make America better. I laugh so hard I'm crying. Um, oh my God, why you always lying? See, Trump's the type of dude that mocks the world's poor. But is the world poor or your soul poor? I know that you're trying to get known more, but this is the nonsense you got fired from the apprentice for. Uh, check it. Right wingers turn to slur slingers. Yeah, you're getting bodied by a left winger. I'm not the kind of dude that's going to be kind to do. And shouts to Clinton, she's about to trump you. Make sure you ask him, what are those? Then tell that man to hit the road. He'll tell another one, and then another one. Then DJ Khaled of lies, here comes another one. I had two terms, they went back to back. Yeah, they went back to back. They'll ask if I can run again, back to back. Yeah, they want back to back. Uh, I don't want to hear about the Sarah again. Uh, not even in the end when he don't even win. Uh, not even when you tell me, Mama, tell him again. Uh, he'll say anything for press, but he hates boxing friends. Oh, his bias needs to stop. He don't see the whole picture, call him Petty Wop. Winter's coming and your campaign's blind out. It's time to stop talking, you should watch your mouth. Plays, the GOP hates you, they're like G.O. Play. His tan is orange, just in time for Halloween. Play, but orange ain't the new black, you're not me. Play, he gon' fall off like his wig in the braids. Somebody stop me. 
Been watching narcos, I'm feeling cocky. I'm probably going too hard, you're feeling trapped. I'm gonna give you a break from these bars. Kit Kat, I had two terms. They went back to back. Bars? Yeah. Oh, they went back to back. They're gonna ask if I can run again. Back to back. You took shots at me, now it's tit for tat. Got him, got him, got him, got him, got him, got him, got him. Welcome back to the Other Skeptics Media Show. My name is Claire, the cool dude for us. And as always, I'm joined by my co-host and producer, Hilary, the Andy, the Probers. Today on the Other Skeptics Radio Show, we are burning up with a post-election group therapy and analysis here on the Other Skeptics Radio Show. I'm going to bring back the full host of panels that we had um, earlier today. I'm going to bring back uh, Sharon Smith. Garth Delapena is now live. Uh, Sharon Manning is, is also live. Shanika Harris. Rain I have a number question. Okay, I, I'm just bringing them back so that they know they're all okay, live. Yeah. David Ince, you're live. Uh, Barrett McCarley, you're live as well. Bobby Dardy, you are now on and live. And Joy Halloway Davilar, you are now on and live. Hello, well. hello, hello. Well, how's everybody doing tonight? Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Good, right. thank right. you. All right, good. All right. I have a different... We have a few questions in the chat room. Just a second, Joy. I'm going to ask Hilary to hit us with three questions from the chat room, two or three questions from the chat room, and then yeah. I'm going to allow each panelist um, to give their thoughts on okay. the questions. Go ahead, Hilary. Yes, and everybody's going to be very pretty quick on, on this since we have a number of people. Okay, there's a question from Alison Irving Sobers. Question, can we also mention the information bubbles that contributed to this? Social media was a huge purvey of misinformation in this election. Thank That's you. One question. Another question. Take note, and I'll repeat them as we go along. Um, should we forgive friends who voted Donald or did not vote at all? Um, <coughs> and thirdly, um, is the media and FBI complicit in the loss of Hillary Rodham Clinton? So, go back to question one. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> oh, there's another question. One other question. This is from Lisa stating that. Question, any coincidence that the craziest voters in the U.S. and Jamaica are religious? So, first question, information bubbles. That's the question. Clive, I'll, I'll leave you to conduct this part of it. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So, so just, just repeat the question one last time. Uh, okay, the question that the combat, can we also mention the information bubbles that contributed to this? And this comes from Alison Irvin Sober. Social media right. is a huge purvey of misinformation. All right, good. So we're talking about the misinformation and the fact that a lot of people were existing in information bubbles. Sharon, could you address that question in one minute, if, you, if you'd like? Go ahead. So starting with Sharon. Sharon Smith. Sharon Smith. Dr. Sharon Smith, you go first. I would much prefer to hear from somebody that would take part in the college who has been on hold for long. Um, All right, no worries. All right. All right, thanks, sir. So we're going to pass it to those callers in. All right, so let's start with Bobby. Bobby, Bobby Dardy, how are you doing? Are you here, sir? Uh, I am. I actually, I think, I actually, I believe the, the social media actually has misled many people. Right. Yeah, I can give Say again, yes. Bobby. Oh, yeah, I, say, I agree. I, I think social media, because people actually are drawn towards things that they like, 
or they agree with. Right. And I think I don't think research is actually done. So I think it's led to a lot of misinformation and pretty much in, in pretty much based on what Fox News has brought out. I think it's yes. the people, the mentality of America is not great. And I think we're one of the less educated. I mean, we're a great country, but we're not educated enough to understand, and we're not willing to do the research into what yeah. we need to get. Right. Mm-hmm. Yes. Oh, wow. Okay. What, what, a, what an indictment. <laughs> um, Joy, what are some of your yeah. thoughts on this information bubble that a lot of people were existing in? Any thoughts there, Joy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Every, listen, everybody existed in one bubble, and they thought that everybody that was putting out the memes and the thing yeah. and Donna was crazy, they believe it. I. Yeah. I was saying all along, the media, Donald is showing you guys that the media has no no tap on the pulse of the people. I said that in a couple of my posts. Thank I said, you. For those who don't know, Joy is a former media yeah. practitioner. So <laughs> go ahead, Joy. They sat in the ivory tower. They didn't come out in the streets. Mm-hmm. This is how real people talk right. in the streets. This is the this is the typical New York smack talk that Donald mm-hmm. is coming with. Yes. He smack mm-hmm. talk exactly. everybody and he labeled them. I used to work in New York and I have some friends and we, we used to label everybody you not know, low energy Bush, little Marco, crook, you know, mm-hmm. you know, uh, uh, crooked yeah. Hillary, all kind of stuff. This is the New York smack talk that everybody proliferate in. This is what the streets. That's how the streets talk. And the yes. media wasn't getting yes. how the streets talk. They were like, oh, yeah, you know, and then people on Facebook and people in social media were like, oh, he's misogynist, he's sexist, he's this, he's that. Right. The reality is, l- look at the comment section in any of the uh, comments of, of anything on the oh Internet. People yes. are hardcore. They go hard. Yes. That's how the streets talk. They, they, they should have come down yes. from the newsroom so and so, walk the streets. So they didn't do it. So joy. Thank you very much, Joy. If I can just interject here and just agree with that point. Because the internet, the way the internet works, which is one of the reasons why Donald Trump, let's not forget, got over $2 billion worth of free media. And part of what helped him with that is that we helped him with that. Every time we shared a link, shared a news link, shared shared a hashtag, we sent the message to mainstream media. Yes, this story is hot. This story will sell. And that's how the algorithms behind the Internet work. The more you share any topic, the more the algorithms realize that topic gets shared and then it gets proliferated. And we create that bubble around ourselves. It is not just the white Trump voter that was in a bubble, the liberal was in a bubble too. And we keep confirming what we already agree with. We don't read past exactly. we keep we, we don't we, read we past those neat little videos that get shared. There you go. Yes. I really appreciate the oh, point wow. that you just made because I've been saying that all along is that people yes. don't read the comments. If you can't get out on the street, right. all you have to do is go on YouTube read and read the comment thread. Yes. Read the article oh, yes, by all means. Yes. But read, read the, the comment thread from because the comments. that's how you'll know how, where the people are. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. Yes. Hillier, what's your second it's, question, Hillier? Just, uh, well, just a second, Joy. Uh, Hillier, what's yeah. your second question? Well, before we come to the second question, I just want to know whether you know, there are any comments that Rain, Rain would like to make, um, or Shanika. Rain? Hi, I'm here. Yes, any uh, comments from you on that to, question? Sure, sure. I wanted to piggyback on, on Dr. Smith's call for us to kind of band together and change the electoral system. I think that's really important, and we're not really 
fixating on that issue. It's, Randa it's ain't going to change. So it make no sense banding together to change that. He ain't going to change. Right. But that is a big part of the problem. Right. I'm sorry to rant for it, but right. it ain't going to change. So this is what you got. All pun intended. Yeah. All pun intended. No, but it's all pun intended, yeah. I think oh. so. Should we just ignore the fact that there's an unequal distribution of power regarding the electoral vote? Girl, dang it, change. I mean, just but 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 dang it, change. Ain't it band together? Dang it, change. Read. Just a second, read. In all fairness, yes. this has yes. always been the case. The electoral college has always been there. Now, when it produces a result, we don't the problem. Everybody's going to to find a yeah. problem with it. All exactly. Yes, but, but, but it was always been there here. doesn't mean that it has so to American, continue. Americans had it? over two centuries to correct this thing. Yes, that's precisely correct. That's right. right. Thank you. Well, and it works for the country because it's not like a Jamaica or Barbados right. where well, it's like X. Joy, I just want to bring in Shanika. Shanika, you have yes. any comments on that question on, on social media, particularly given that you are you are you work in the area of IT. <laughs> Shanika? Um, I, I actually agree with that. Um, the caller that said that, I think it was Joy that said that we create our own bubble. So um, if you're liberal, all the stories that you see on your timeline are going to be liberal because as she explained, the way the algorithms work is The algorithm, that was me, Barrett McCauley. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Sorry for the misattribution. The way the algorithm. You got to see how people like Alex Jones are in full wars and watch what's going on. Right. Okay. All right, okay. And it speaks also to how Google works. If you sit yes. beside mm-hmm. a friend who's slightly different in their thinking from you, both of you Google the exact same thing, and you'll prove it right away. Your right. search results yeah. will be different they according they to do. what ah, you've searched in the okay. past. It's, it's because the it's, Internet it's, works right. according to what you did in the past, yeah. not what you're doing in the future. Okay. The, the right. metadata that's, that's mined from your computer determines what you're going right. to see. That's so, right. That's right. Wow. So this is the, so you so you are in a set, in essence creating your own bubble. So everyone is in this bubble, and well, you're only so going to have one person to them. <laughs> All right, let's go to Sharon's question. Should we forgive friends who voted Donald or or did not vote at all? Woo. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know what's going on with Donald. <laughs> 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 I want to start Sorry, can I can I can I say something? Can I say something on that, Claire? Yes. Yes, Sharon. I, I was at Sharon work. Sharon seems money. Go ahead. Y- yes, he there. All right, Sharon. And then Don't you have brought Sharon that up. Yes. I was at work and working alongside a co-worker, and they whispered to me I voted for Donald. And I swear to Backside. God, I dropped my drink. I could not believe <laughs> this. Is inc- and I, so the, the only thing I could say is, well, why are you whispering? Yes. Yes. I see them do, and it's a, it's, it's, it's a person of, it's a black person like myself. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Vote for Obama and they said, they vote for yeah. Trump. Yeah. They said yeah. I voted for Trump. Yeah. 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 I know a few, so, I know so a lot. Is it, time, is it time to forgive and forget? Guys, any thoughts on that? Forgive and forget. <laughs> And I'm I'm actually beyond that. I I um I I'm I'm with Patrick White in um uh the position that he takes um in treating the the this president elect in the same way that he treated the incumbent president when um yeah. when he was still a civilian. Um yeah. and I want to remark on, on a couple so of So are you things. calling for his birth certificate, Garth? 
In any case, the, uh, um, you know, uh, David Innes talked about um, how his sister called um, with a very personal situation. Um, she wanted to know how to speak to her children uh, in the same vein as that, that Van Jones had expressed. And, yes. and that is a, yes. is a very real concern for me as well. Um, yes. This, this morning, uh, and I want to recommend uh, Hillier's um, group therapy sessions that he does live on um, on Facebook. Everybody should 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 yes. um, Thank you, And and this this morning he spoke uh, briefly about the human aspect of this thing, and and that is the part that I think troubles me the most. Yes. The governmental things, um, you know, th- th- there will be people debating and lashing and and, mm-hmm. and and dealing with all of that. But yes. the, the, the effect that he's going to have on the psyche of this country, you know, how, it's, how he as a leader, as a prominent person is going to influence the mentalities of the people who are impressionable, who are growing up, um, it, 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 it's going to be devastating. And I had to, in, in that um, yeah. vein, write a public letter to my children to explain to them what, um, how I see this this. this uh, Terrible situation fitting into our our yes. futures. Yes. Um, the, um, uh, those that I think are 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 the, the really really important aspects of 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 you know this this turn in our history that that we're going to have to deal with in very very personal ways. I think right. it will help yes. us to become stronger individuals and yes. to become more active in 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 determining our fate. Um, right. uh, but it's crucial now. These are things that we have to yeah. do for our own integrities and for the integrities of, uh, of our communities too. And, right. um, and, and it's incumbent upon us. And that's okay. what it is. Right. Thanks, guys. There's one more question I want to bring in before I bring in <clears throat> Lisa Dyer's question. And that is, um, and, and this to me, I'd like to hear um, specifically from, from the women in the in, in studio. And, and this question is directed um, initially to Natalie first and then Rain. Um, I want to know your views on what is now being considered the slut shaming of Melania Trump. Um, what is happening? There have been a number of memes uh, featuring, um, featuring naked photos of Melania Trump of old with, you know, predecessors as well. Um, well, titles, so to speak, like Nancy Reagan, Michelle Obama, Jackie Kennedy, in dressing their finery, you know, and the message that has been received, you know, by many women um, is, well, this is slut shaming. You're, you're, you're essentially connoting that, you know, Melania is not fit, essentially. So, Natalie, I mean, I want to hear your views first and then, and then Rain. Well, um... Ben Barrett. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, Natalie. Yes, we, we're hearing you. You're just breaking up a little bit, but continue. Okay. Um, be petty is something that people do, and mm-hmm. black women have a way of doing it, and right. Caribbean folks have a way of doing it. Yes. And we're all very pissed off right now. Right. Um, but I also know that the person who put together that collage that's been circulating was making a very specific point. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. Natalie? Hmm. I'm thinking... Her audio is breaking up a bit. All right. Uh, I tell you what, maybe I'll try to call Natalie on her phone. Yes, so call Natalie directly, and then we'll go to... um, Who was the second person that you asked? Rain. 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 I am here. Go ahead, Rain. Yes, Rain. Um, What are some of your thoughts Uh, on the apparent slut-shaming of Melania Trump? She didn't run for president, but yet still, she has been implicated in um, the, uh, the pushback against her husband. How do you feel about that? Yeah, I feel like the pushback is in response to, to Trump's kind of demeanor and his sexist sentiments that he has made very clear. I don't think the pushback would be this severe if, if he wasn't that way. Um, I think you yeah. could argue that it is slut-shaming, but I think, I think it's valid that we question our new first lady in terms of how she has represented herself in the past. You know, she took those pictures, mm-hmm. she put them out there. It's fair game. Yeah. Is my okay. opinion on that. Um, you know? So, so, can, I, so, can I mention... So are, you, are, you, are you saying... Give me a second. Are you saying, Rain, that some of these memes which are circulating on social media, uh, you know, portraying Melania Trump as this kind of sex symbol, a, a, a vixen, half-naked, you know... Is, is appropriate? Are you saying that this is fine? I think Our that's how she has court. portrayed herself. I, I think that's how she has portrayed herself. So people are oh, just wow. picking up right. on that. I don't think they're creating yeah. anything that's not fact. You know, maybe she yeah. has well, evolved from that, certainly. Yeah. Um, when <laughs> when Michelle Obama became the first lady, she, she went through a little grooming as well. You know, she had the yeah. intellect. She had... All that came with being a Harvard grad, an attorney, but, you know, she had a little bit of help in the hair department and such, which is expected. And I think Melania will go through a similar transition, but I think hers will be more severe because it's tough to change when you compare Melania and Michelle Obama. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Oh, my goodness. Five. Any thoughts on that, Joy? Joy? Yeah, you know, I, I don't even share that meme. That is ridiculous because... Why, why, why are you putting that out there? It ain't even got nothing to do with her. It's her husband that won the presidency. I don't care that the woman was in a, in a, in a nude magazine or she was nude or she was in Vogue or she was in Penthouse or Playgirl or, you know, Blacktail or whatever. Um, yeah. the, she married a guy that was married two times before. He used to run around with different women. He was not a politician. He never called himself a saint. He never got up there and quoted any verses from the Bible and said he was holier than thou. He was just a down and dirty <laughs> New York developer. That's who he was. He was never. He never sold himself as a saint. And he, and, he, he, and, and as oh. y'all Jamaicans is call it, he was a gallus. So she got married to that kind of guy. And he liked her because he probably saw the nude pictures and said she looked hot. I want to marry this one. And she had no yeah. idea 10, 15 years ago this man was going to end up being the president and them nude photos was going to be oops next to Michelle Obama and Nancy Reagan. That, you know, so, so that's I, beautiful that Jackie right, was well-dressed and that's lovely it, that Michelle Obama is well-dressed. I think that this I think that this response know, sort of illustrates like and outs us all. Go ahead, go ahead. I think all of these responses yeah. out us all as members of a paternalistic society because listen to how we are <gasps> shaping our responses to her past according to who yeah. her husband is. So let's like yeah. look at that first. 
Because the fact of the matter is, is that there are lots of women out there who are working public service too, who have a perfectly good record of doing things for the world that also might have been um, um, worked in in the sex industry or were strippers or were, or, or pose nude. This is a part Mm -hmm. of her personal past. Unfortunately, we live in a society that would vilify her for that, whether she was the first Mm -hmm. lady or somebody else. So let's look at that. This is not about, oh, it's who she's married to. It might make her an easier target, but why does it make her an easier target? Again, because we're in a paternalistic society. I do think it's slut-shaming. I don't think it's appropriate, and I don't Mm -hmm. think it adds to the important conversations that we should be in, which is how are we going to deal Mm -hmm. with a red Congress and a red House, and what's that Mm going to do for the Supreme Court, and all the other things we should actually be discussing that will affect us on the ground. Right. Okay. Okay. I like what you just said. Just a quick uh, um, hold on. We, we, we have Natalie Bennett back online. Natalie Bennett, before Natalie comes in, I'd like to ask both Beret, um, Joy, and Rain as well. Well, so I, I'm getting the sense that there is a, a kind of resistance to outright slut shaming. But how does one draw attention to the double standard which exists between how people um, treated Michelle Obama and um, you know, the, 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 the kind of sexually sultry past that Melania Trump has. How does one draw attention to that without slut shaming? Is that possible? Mm. Would you like to talk about Yeah, um, I, the two previous commenters, I'm not sure who was talking, um, I absolutely agree with them. Um, the only reason that we're talking about um, Melania in the way that we are is because we already live in a culture that devalues women um, who display their sexuality or use their sexuality in particular ways. So the thing that I've been saying to my kind of people in, in who are on Facebook who are like losing their minds about this yeah. is that, listen, when you cut off Melania and talk about how she's a whore because she um, posed nude and she married this man for money and she was undocumented and all of that, I said, remember that many people in our families and communities are doing that same thing. So what you're saying yeah, to me right. is that you actually do not value them precisely mm-hmm. because their own circumstances have led them to do whatever it is that they're doing. That's what you're saying right. to me. And that, for me, is way more problematic than cutting off Melania and talking things about her because she will you. survive. Yeah, yeah. My people, right. my sisters, my cousins, my people in my community, they are having to live <laughs> with listening to this bullshit. So I think that's where yeah. Harris thought of you on it, too. <laughs> Yeah, and I don't use the language of yeah, shaming uh, because that feels very high for some people. Yeah. All right, just, just a second. Shanika, Shanika, you, you have yeah. a completely different view. What is your view, Shanika? Okay, first of all, I don't know. This whole idea, this notion of slut shaming, I, I don't even know where it came from. I don't know where it started, and it, it makes absolutely no sense to me. You're a woman. You do what right. you want to do. You, you do, but you have to understand that there's consequences. Like, if I was married to a man, and just bear with yes. me, and he decided that he was going to run for president, you know, I would strongly discourage him because I'm going to let him know, look, there might be a video, <laughs> there might be yes. some pictures or something yes. out there, and if you don't want to be embarrassed, if you don't want my mama to be embarrassed, don't run, don't be in this public life. But at the same time, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot, right, everybody has skeletons, and it's not. I think it's more about the fact I think it's more about the the platform that Trump ran on, 
Yes. Than yes. it is about Melania. You you you're 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 kind of reaching out to these evangel Christians, whatever. The family values group. Yes, family right. values group, and you're 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 um presenting yourself as this family man, as this holy right wing um right. abortion. But he didn't wrong. do that. You shouldn't be. It's, it's Trump. A lot of the a lot of the issues that Trump ran on is the same for a lot of the right wing conservatives. So um, you yeah. want to punish people for having abortion, but your wife is out here po- posing nude. You want to punish people for having abortion, mm-hmm. but you you slept with your second wife while you were married to your first wife, and then you slept with your third wife while you were married to your second wife. So it, I think it's more it's more that point. You're you're mm-hmm. you're so right. against illegal immigration, but you married an illegal immigrant. So people are gonna go after uh, Melania because uh, because yeah. she's what a the, the, the platform her husband ran. Can I interject? It's Whoa. rain. Uh, it's rain. Yes, yes rain. Shanika, yes, I ahead, agree. Rain. I agree. I think that's what I mentioned earlier. That I think the response that we're getting, the pushback rather, is in response to his platform. You know, um, and yes. I think. We're focusing on the wrong things, you know. I don't hold her past against her. I think it's fair to agree that if your husband is running for president, then you will be scrutinized, and you, yes. you sign up for that, right? Yes. But the fact yes. that she posed nude is irrelevant to me because you're a woman, you do what mm. you want. But there are consequences, right? You have to understand that in this world of technology and globalization, everything is a click away, right? So be accountable yes. to yes. the actions. But, but, but here's, here's the thing. I, I don't even think Donald even cared about what she posed. He they knew that yeah, she had and new photos. Does they didn't right. care. Like public, he and also stated that he was proud of those photos of her. Yeah, he did he's, care. He's yeah. he in a number care. of interviews. And he's he talked about the shooting somebody in the middle of the town. I mean, what I'm trying to understand. He don't care. Is, is there any way? Is there any way to 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 hold? Melanie accountable. Should she be held accountable any at all? No. For, for things no. That she, how can, and that how do we go about doing that? So we should take Melania. So we should take the first lady elect or, or the, the first lady to come out of public discussion. Is that what, we're, what I'm hearing? Yeah. No, yeah. We're taking her out of public discussion, but how do you hold her accountable? We can't erase the past. So how do we hold her accountable? How do we hold her accountable? But yeah, why are we holding her accountable? We're up against our final, final break. Our final My break. Um, we will, um, we, I mean, and certainly, we, we, I think there's so much material that, you know, that we perhaps need to do some supplemental shows. Anyway, um, I just, uh, one question. <laughs> we need the next up. show. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm going to put a proposal to you in the next segment. Uh, uh, just bear with me. Um, but in the next segment, we want to talk, we want to uh, one question has come up is the question of Trump's implications for the Supreme Court of the United States, and mm-hmm. I certainly would like to get some yes. feedback on that. I want to bring in Bobby Dardy um, and David Ince, who we haven't really come to in a while, and also guys. Yes. So let's go to the final right. break, um, and then I'm going to put a, a, a proposition to y'all when we come back. Okay. Yeah. All right. Stand by. Stand by, folks. We're going into our final break right now. Come gather round, people, wherever you roam, and admit that the waters around you have grown and accept. 
Except it that soon you'll be drenched to the bone And if your breath to you is worth saving Then you better start swimming or you'll sink like a stone For the times they are a-changing Come writers and critics who prophesize with your pen
if 30 people tell, tell us that you are the skeptics that they're interested, we'll organize it. But at least 30 people to make it worthwhile. Mm-hmm. All right. Anyway, but, um, Bobby, you first. Talk to us about um, the Supreme Court of the United States. Okay, uh, basically, Julia, I'm actually very terrified at this moment. We're about to lose maybe 100 years of gains that blacks, LGBTQ, and yes. women's rights, we're about to lose yes. that. And I don't think people know the danger that we actually are facing. And unfortunately, right. in the South, where I am in Houston, Texas, uh, I think white evangelicals see it differently because they're going around rejoicing, saying God has fulfilled their will. And the black folks' response, of course, is God is in control. Well, I want to know who is their God. I mean, well, the controller, you know, I mean, they're not realistic. And I think that they don't understand the implications that the, the Supreme Court is about to change. We're not going to have any voice at all with the Oval Office gone, the exactly. House, the Senate, and the Supreme Court. They don't understand the ramifications about what's about to take place. Yeah. Wow. Yes. Thank you very much for that, Bobby. Yeah. Uh, David, any thoughts on that, David? Yeah, I, I share the, uh, the horror. I share the terror that um, Bobby is talking about. Especially with the white evangelicals, the whole I fear the fundamentalism, uh, and I think um, you talked earlier about uh, the something to do with religious crazies or something. But yes. the fact is that um, the lack of hate to go back to this, but we have to keep on it. The lack of critical thinking. Once, yes. once you have that at the top, the idea that. Um, Religion is God is in control. You know, you've got now the, the possibility of uh, yeah. education with Ben Carson, etc. You know, people are going to learn, going to lose the ability if you're not careful of how to uh, to analyze and assess the the, the ideas that they're getting put at them. Uh, you, you talked earlier about the whole living in a bubble. Uh, we have to be very, very, very good at um, searching out the information that we that we need. Sometimes that we disagree with, because if not, uh, we're going to just find the fundamentalism and with, from the Supreme Court back down, it's going to set the tone for you, tone for us, and then for the rest of the world as well. So you have to fight to at least fight back in some way. Uh, yes, but yeah, it is very, it is very dark. I mean, I don't know what else you should say to that Supreme Court uh, situation that Trump will have. It's like ultimate right. power in the hands of the one exactly. that really exactly. doesn't know how to use it. Right. And what yes. worst situation can you have, really? Yes. yes. <laughs> any thoughts on that, Garth? Garth, any thoughts on the potential red washing of the Supreme Court? So David and Bobby are exactly right. The, um, the, 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 we've lost a hundred years, like like um, Bobby uh, has, has intimated. It's possibly at risk of of being thrown away. Uh, not to mention the, yeah. the eight years of, of that we've just been through. Um, it, people should try and remember what happened in these last eight years. The you know the um, the. The liberalization of, of policy against, uh, with respect to Cuba, the um, Iran um, deal with respect to nu- their mm. nuclear efforts. You know, the, the um, don't ask, don't tell got thrown away. The, 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 the um, DOMA is a non-issue now. Um, uh, gay marriage is, is perfectly normal in the United States. These are things that happened under this last president that spawned this idea. And I'm, you know, I don't apologize for saying that. 
um, to, to the supremacy where, where he has come now. And it's a reactionary movement that we have to, and this is the point that I want to stress, we have to react to this. We have to do something about it. We can't allow ourselves to, ourselves to be yeah. steamrolled. I mean, it's all gone, but we have to fight back. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right, well, we have oh, well. five minutes to go. So um, I just want to... Um, I really I don't want to, to ignore Lisa Stittendorf's question, and that is on the whole role of, of religion um, and, and, and politics. Well, we might need a whole show for that. I know we need a show, but I want to tell yeah, you, yeah. I want to get the view of our sociologists here, um, starting with Natalie Bennett and then Rian Jarrett. Natalie? I think we should make Thanksgiving very uncomfortable. Hello, Natalie? Oh, can you hear me? Yes, I'm hearing you now. Yes, go ahead. Yes, yes. Yeah, I said Thanksgiving this year should be very uncomfortable for a lot of folks, and it should be made that way. Yeah. Because people right. need to be confronted very directly with the consequences of the decisions that they make. Yes. Um, yes. And so for me, that's a commitment. I've, I've made that long term, and it certainly is about to intensify now. Yes. Um, I think part of what, um, for those of us who see ourselves as liberal or progressive, is to uh-huh. put ourselves in spaces to actually have some serious conversations with uh-huh. the people who we think we disagree with, yeah. um, or actually who we know we disagree with, um, yeah. because the kind of impasse and the kind of um, the the wall, if you will, that really operates between, um, that separates those who want a certain kind of progressive society and those who really are wanting to go back to the 1950s, we need to do something about that. You can't just sit there and, like, bite your tongue and say, well, you Mm -hmm. know, let's all sit together as a family and not talk politics. Politics is already part of the family. Religion and politics are never outside of our personal relationships or workspaces, okay. and so we need to talk about it. Okay, all right, we're, we're running out of time. Rain, quickly, 30 seconds, um, because we're running, yeah. we have maybe two minutes to go, so your time, Rain, sure. and then we'll have to wrap up. I agree, I agree that we need to talk about it, but my family I'll use as kind of like a test tube of this right. question, right? Yes. My mother is very involved politically. Yes. No secret, she is aligned with the Democratic part of the party. Yes. But my aunt, her sister, is a conservative Republican, right? Okay. And religion, again, has long been a, a source of division, yes. right? So I yes. feel like if we do not put our differences aside, speak about them, but, you know, my mom and my aunt have agreed not to talk about it. But right. if we continue <laughs> to allow it to be a source of division, then we will play into the prejudicial sentiments that Trump has been advocating for. And I think this is a moment for us in, in our country where we can come together under the, the solidarity of what we share, right? So okay. we might not agree with Trump being yes. a president, but we can't allow it to further divide us. I agree. Okay, I know we have to wrap up really quickly, folks. I'm sorry I couldn't give everybody a chance to talk, to give final closing remarks, but it's highly likely that we'll be doing at least one more show on this. Um, before I go to, in response to Natalie and, and Rain, if you have any folks, you know, who have differing views than from us, because I believe that we need to, sh- we need to show by example, you know, that we're prepared to engage with people who we don't agree. But anyway, we've got to run. Clive, take us out. All right, cool, folks. Hopefully we'll have that part two next week. We're out of the studio right now. This is Omen from the show. 
Stay tuned to the Radio Septic Radio Show next week.